Hello, this is Mike Knezovich, and welcome to the latest edition of Tune Up with Mike and Monty, Brain Science Step-by-Step. Step. I'm the Mike, and I'm here with Dr. Mani Pavluri. How are you today, doctor? I'm doing great, Mike, and lovely to be doing this again, and uh, on a lovely fall morning. Yes, it's sweater weather, as Dr. Pavlori said earlier, not sweat weather, and I'm very happy with that. Today we're going to talk, every week we talk about how our brains function and, and what to look out for, what can go wrong. Um, today we're talking about something that's very timely, and it's, it's marijuana, and we want to offer a word of caution about that because, the, as you probably know, the, the mores and the laws around marijuana have changed quite a lot in recent times, and um, it's, it's being sort of endorsed as a kind of a normal thing. But particularly with kids and adolescents, it's still very risky, and I think it's pretty important to understand those risks, and that's what we want to talk about today. Um, let's start with kind of a primer and uh, just understanding what the, what the chemical uh, process is with, with marijuana and, and, and what the substances are. Uh, can you t speak to that, doctor? Yes. Um, marijuana essentially consists of two primary cannabinoids, uh, tetrahydrocannabinol, THC, and cannabidiol. Um, and this, they both come from uh, cannabis sativa plant, and uh, it's mo most commonly called cannabis, of course. And these uh, substances, um, you know, work on cannabinoid receptors in the human body and brain, and they both dramatically differ in how they impact uh, your brain. That's interesting because I only knew about THC. I know. THC is the main psychoactive component, though, of the cannabis plant. And it is the main agent that's responsible for creating a high. And uh, it is mostly associated with recreational cannabis use, whereas uh, cannabidiol is uh, uh, while it has the same chemical formula as THC, um, it's actually its atoms are differently arranged than THC, and uh, it is uh, used mostly for medicinal purposes as well. And it doesn't cause the high that THC causes, except it also reduces uh, unwanted discomfort, etc. All right, so we have THC and CBD. Yeah, uh, and it's uh, understood that CBD doesn't affect cognitive issues uh, or problems. Uh, abilities as much as a THC would. And CBD is probably a product of some kind of processing? I mean, you if you just smoke, no, you, no. you... No, no. it's a natural okay. component. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So... Um, what you're talking about is probably synthetic cannabinoids. Yes. Which are molecules that bind to cannabinoid receptors and they're prepared synthetically. And they're also called designer drugs. And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're yeah. called like, say, K2, spice, and synthetic marijuana. And actually, they're labeled for not human consumption, and they shouldn't be consumed at all. And they're pretty dangerous, and a lot of aggression is caused by synthetic cannabinoids, and it's just not safe at all. There have been some deaths associated recently. Yeah, very, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Not that I'm endorsing marijuana. No, but if, if you got to do <laughs> one. Yeah. Um, and so, among kids, uh, you know, high schoolers and stuff, how common is it? I mean, is it does everybody do it, or what? Um, you know what, because uh, a lot of research is um, uh, somewhat restricted because of ethical reasons of 
uh, they're mostly observational in nature. Mm -hmm. So the studies published carry different figures in different journals. Okay. It's very hard to capture the real number. Okay. But from uh, some authentic sources, such as Bagot and Chang from uh, San Diego Group and Journal of American Academy of Children and Adolescent Psychiatry, they talk about 24% of them publish, uh, you know, uh, in published results show 8th to 12th graders are abusing uh, marijuana. Uh, but some other study uh, in, 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 the, in the same journal says 38.6% of the individuals are using it. So basically, I think one in three are uh, use, have used it at some point, and okay. one in ten are using every day. Every so day. So it is very high, right? Yeah. Every day is kind of weird. I mean, that, that sounds troubling just from a lame person's point of view. Um, so we, we know that... The laws are changing, and as I said, the mores, just the cultural approval of it is changing. How has is, how is the policy, the legal stuff, uh, affected things? Um, from what we know broadly, um, in Colorado, Colorado alone, you know, um, uh, there were increased um, hospital visits to ER um, with accidental cannabis ingestion in children, and it has increased up to fivefold. And a lot of people are using also the synthetic cannabinoids along with the uh, naturally occurring cannabis plant derived THC and it's sold legally everywhere and uh, people definitely are taking it. Um, uh, so just because uh, it is uh, legal in some states, generally there's an enhanced use uh, as you can imagine. Uh, and uh, one thing that's really troubling is the common liability model, because uh, if uh, people are using marijuana, it almost is serving as a gateway to using uh, several other drugs, although it's controversial and some say it's not a gateway. But usually, you know what, when you're dependent on some uh, substance like marijuana, you're doing something uh, else. There, there, there's some other things associated with it, at least in the subculture in some situations. So it's, it's still is a liability. So it's just an indicator of sort of, being in that culture and probably playing with a lot of things. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, the only good thing, though, uh, is uh, that I can think of is that leg with legalization, the minority groups, especially, were um, locked up for uh, carrying marijuana and uh, um, you know um, uh, being in, you know having it in possession uh, have reduced. So some of the felony. Uh, so people are staying out of jail. Yes, yeah, staying out of jail. That's the only yeah. positive thing. Yeah, and it is positive, but yeah, I, I get you. Mm -hmm. um, all right, so... And that too, that's not in all states, I might no, say. No, that's not, I know. Yeah. Um, Especially I, here I, in Chicago. I know, here in Chicago, you, I think it's you just get a ticket now, and I know that I smell it a lot more than I used to, and it's always kind of like, I'm always worried when I smell it. I think the cops are coming. Anyway, um, what is... Well, can you can you kind of summarize? I, I think it's easy to think of marijuana as sort of kind of uh, benign uh, mm. and 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 not a worrisome thing, at least among some people. Can you sum up what the real dangers are with it? Right. I mean, I see always, you know, the kids coming, you know, young uh, men or women coming and saying. Yeah, in your practice, in my practice, um, marijuana is something that I can't even question them about. Almost, they give me an impression that I'm a fool when I ask about you know you smoking marijuana. Is uh, it uh -huh. just is very worrisome because their explanation sometimes is that okay, my mom is nagging and a couple of hits will help me 
to relieve my tension, you know, oh. and get away. And or someone is abused a lot, like emotionally, say, you know, in the past. And when she thinks about it, it's easier to smoke, and that's the only way they can feel happy because they're not getting along with people at home, yeah. or uh, or they're experiencing psychotic symptoms, and this is one way of. Uh, reducing that uh, stress because of the symptoms. So it's a crutch. Yeah. I mean, as and, in the old kind and, of terminology. Exactly. And also they ask, you know, would the medications impact, uh, uh, or the effect of medications, are, are, is it impacted by marijuana? I mean, if I say, no, I have a problem, if I say, yes, I have a problem, you know what I mean? If I say that medications uh, will not work with marijuana, we would think that they will stop marijuana, but what they'll do is they would stop medications and rather and depend do on marijuana. marijuana. So, I mean, it's like uh, a no-win situation sometimes, yeah. you know, and um, so they feel somehow they're invincible and it doesn't impact them. So that that is bothersome and they think it is somewhat normal because it's available freely and some even give me, uh, you know, like big theories about which one is a better produced careful, non-mixed, cleaner, marijuana and stuff. But how can they be so, you know, like uh, no, trusting I mean, of people? No, I've always wondered about that because it's sort of like, uh, how do you even decide how much to do, you know, because these things are not regulated right. and they're not, right. they're not, uh, they're not sort of overseen. And, yeah, uh, one thing I wonder is like, these kids are going to school, mm. um, obviously, or well, let's hope they are. Right. Um, so if, if you're doing marijuana, what does it do to your sort of cognitive, your, you know, like the, exactly. your thinking, like, like exactly. you're doing math or something, you know? Right, exactly. So I actually haven't answered your earlier question, oh, but okay. I just gave you a preamble of my okay, experience sorry. with how to um, finagle with these children, you know, young adults and children uh, or adolescents with cannabis abuse. But what everybody needs to understand is a few important pointers, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, so generally speaking, education, risky sexual behavior, delinquency, early exposure to drugs and alcohol other than cannabis are all risk factors heavily prevalent in those using cannabis. Okay, okay? those are the so main dangers. So that's a general danger. Yeah. And then when it comes to cognitive abilities, uh, some of these kids um, have uh, developed poor attention and concentration. They become slowed down in their decision making. They become more impulsive. Their working memory is affected. And some of these uh, imp uh, problems with uh, marijuana use actually in chronic users, even if they stop using, they may linger for many, many weeks after stopping this use. You really? Know? Yeah, absolutely. I didn't know that. I mean, yeah. it's like, so it's not out of your system for a long time. Yes, and uh, uh, acute intoxication can occur, but those effects are reversible. However, some uh, studies showed that uh, cannabis use is specifically associated with uh, general poor cognitive outcomes later in life, you know, mm -hmm. uh, at, especially in attention and memory and uh, visual processing and decreased full-scale IQ, okay? Within IQ, the... It decreases IQ? Absolutely, and the verbal IQ is the one that's impacted the most. Oh, that's, that's pretty scary. Right, um, right. 
and it's it's studied in 15 to 16 year olds and um, you know uh, late onset adolescent users may be unaffected uh, but early onset users you know early age people let's like under 16 are more gravely affected than older that, may, ones. that makes sense it just yeah, seems because that... the brain development is taking place you see yeah and um, speaking of brain um, uh, are, are there like what am I trying to say sort of physiological or cellular effects to this you know like like not just passing sort of behavioral things right so what happens in brain is that the white matter volume is you know uh, is reduced um, and the integrity of like the sheets that carry the neuronal impulses mm -hmm. of the nerves the white matter integrity of the casing of the nerves uh, decreases and uh, that leads to a lot of impulsivity and there is um, you know increase in uh, you know difficulties with uh, uh, reaction time and they make a lot of errors uh, and so the, the the kind of brain circuit what we call executive, um, executive attention function. network yeah. attention network okay. um, that is impaired basically um, in in its function and uh, there's also uh, difficulties in um, you know uh, some of the receptors uh, within the brain called cannabinoid receptors and uh, see their morphological changes too because you asked about the cellular changes as well and these uh, cannabinoid receptors uh, actually are in orbitofrontal cortex that's in the front of the brain and they change and so they stimulate appetite and food intake so okay. In fact, there is a craving for food sometimes. And uh, <laughs> yeah. so what is That's it? the stereotypical uh, exactly. munchies. Exactly. And what happens is that when you're taking antipsychotics, there are metabolic effects because of the psychotic problems that okay. arise. Uh, sorry, when you're taking antipsychotics, then there are, um, they compound the kind of weight gain situation with antipsychotics if you also are abusing marijuana. So, so I mean, yeah, I mean, the, I would guess the, the complexities of, uh, uh, of, of using other drugs at the same time are probably pretty broad. But um, so uh, you, you're talking about people who might be uh, suffering or uh, dealing with other disorders. Um, exactly. uh, mm -hmm. uh, there's some suggestion, I guess, that uh, marijuana uh, is related to psychosis? Yes. Um, actually, interestingly, um, you know, Starger and colleagues have published in American Journal of uh, 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 Psychiatry recently that 50% of the adult patients with cannabis-induced psychosis converted to schizophrenia or bipolar disorder in four and a half years. After using marijuana? Yes. Okay. And uh, those outcomes are somewhat disproportionately represented in uh, early adolescents, you know, who well. use higher doses of marijuana. Um, so therefore, it's uh, very important to know that uh, there's a very high degree of risk um, in fact, some studies show that, um, you know, if you have a briefer episode with marijuana use, you're likely to develop psychosis, at least in 70%, 75% of the individuals who see these psychotic, who experience brief psychotic episodes with cannabis will end up having lifelong psychotic episodes, you know? That's, that's pretty terrifying. Yeah, I mean, because I think, exactly. I think the modern sense about this is whatever you're, ailment that marijuana might help 
And in right. this case, it's right. really not going to help at all. It's going to make things worse. Right, right. Sometimes, you know, one of the young men was saying, oh, I saw a skull moving in front and back and front in front in front of me when I was taking marijuana. That scared the hell out of me. So I stopped it completely and I thought, good for him. Yes. Know? But I only hope that it'll never return. All right. So let's say I'm a kid myself or more, probably more to the point, I'm a parent. Um what am I looking out for in terms of risks? I mean, like, is are some people uh, at greater risk than others uh, for using marijuana? Um, definitely the younger people and who are using heavily uh, are at increased risk. Uh, it's very important to postpone at least the age when they start using and also reduce the dose where possible. And also, the family history of psychotic disorder poses a very high risk for cannabis-induced psychosis. And so the parent screening and education on the signs and symptoms of a psychotic prodrome is super important, okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's really important. And, and also know that there are sleep disturbances that's caused by... Uh, you know, when you're with yeah, I mean, marijuana, we, so they end up taking again and stuff. So educating them about the good quality of sleep and making sure that they keep their brain healthy, helping them educate about the risk for psychosis, risk for cognitive difficulties, risk for brain effects, um, and risk for educational and other uh, difficulties that pose along with this um, marijuana use that are associated with it. All of them are important, uh, I think, to explain. And um, especially, you know what, they get become slowed down in general, you know? Yeah. And uh, the other thing that I'm really worried about, and recent studies have published a meta-analysis also, is that there is increased mood disorders uh, with very high risk for suicide in those who take uh, cannabis. Really? Um, yeah. And um, uh, the suicidality, I should say. Uh, Meta-analysis of 20 studies published uh, uh, prior to 2007 represent uh, data from at least 15 cohorts spanning five countries, and they found a connection between all these affective disorders, that's mood disorders, and risk for suicidal ideation among adults who used cannabis as teenagers. All right. Well, so to sort of sum things up, um a good thing about uh, the change in laws and, and uh, uh, the culture is that um, we're seeing less uh, uh, people, fewer people, especially in minorities, jailed because of uh, marijuana offenses. But the, it is wrong to think that somehow, especially in kids as their brains are developing, that, that marijuana is benign. It's, it, there are really risks associated with it. Exactly. Unfortunately, in this situation, I can't even say the word everything in moderation because you know what? It just looks like it's just not a great way to enhance one's uh, mental state using artificial substance like cannabis. Uh, the reason I say that is that there is a deeper sense of something missing in these people. They are taking a risk. They want more joy and excitement in life in an alternative way. Uh -huh. And it just spirals out of control more often than not. And you're vulnerable and you're in the company. You, you think you are taking it. But 
you can't once it starts it can become a demand demand in, yeah. in, in by itself so i think that it would be important to just have the willpower um somehow in the those who use there is some deficiency of willpower and they're not taking care of their deeper needs and uh, they need to take care of them their mind their body and just get help if that's not possible yeah uh, well, to 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 do it by themselves yeah so uh, they're trying to fill something and yeah, and, yes. and 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 this is not the way to do it uh, and if, especially when your brain is still developing, developing brain is developing and I don't want to be laughed about it, Mike. I mean, it's almost seems like I'm just being silly and talking no. about marijuana and caution, but there's part of me that does say, or all of me that says that this is not a benign agent as we are led to believe. Although some evidence I totally understand is controversial that where there are studies that say it is safe, okay, one or two hits, just to know what it does, rarely in your adultoid life, maybe okay. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about no, here. Especially among teenagers. Yeah, yeah, I am not endorsing it in any way or form that it is safe, and it's extremely important to be cautious. Great. All right, well, that's... It's a serious note, but it, it's, it, it is a serious subject, and um, thank you for talking with us today. Um, I learned a lot, and until the next time, uh, with uh, Tune Up with Mike and Monty, we'll, we'll see you. Bye-bye. <laughs>